Oh, hey, it's me, your favorite spicy chai latte. Dirty. That means it has espresso in it. Don't make it weird. Oh, hey, fancy seeing you here. Welcome to the podcast. My name's Naomi. I'm your host, and this is Mindful Musings. A place where you get to learn all about fitness, nutrition, psychology, and how they're all deeply interconnected. Sometimes we take a tangent or two, but in the end, I thank you for joining me, thriving with me, and growing with me. Now, let's go learn something together, shall we? Hello, everybody. Welcome to today's podcast where we are talking about introversion and extroversion. Introversion and extroversion are not as simple as being an introvert or an extrovert. This is a topic that I actually hold a, I'd say, larger than average body of knowledge on because for a period of my life, I was mildly obsessed with learning about personality theory and personality type. Fast forward to today, I do not put a lot of weight in personality theory or type meaning. I love it. I find it interesting. I do use it as a lens, one of the lenses that I look through to understand other people in the world and this sort of saying, it takes all kinds, but I do not, it is not the end all be all of a person. It is a framework. It is not a rigid structure. Meaning if you are a certain personality type, I personally do not shove you in that box and say you are exactly this. I think a lot of aversion to personality type theory is that people feel as though they are being shoved in a box. Once you learn more about the theory, that's actually not true, at least not the way I see it. What it does provide us is a way to sort of understand yourself and that's where it can become very powerful. Whether we're looking at MBTI, which is Myers and Briggs type indicator, whether we're looking at Enneagram, whether we're looking at Big Five, which is just so you guys know, um, the most scholarly and accepted. It is also the least specific. MBTI is based off of a series of functions, and this you can be one of 16 personality types. Many of you may have visited 16 personality com or whatever it's called um, to try to find your type. I like this theory because this idea of cognitive functions for me allows me to understand myself, see where I'm weak, where I'm strong, and provides me a better understanding of myself personally. Is it the most sound scholarly meaning uh, is it bulletproof absolutely not i think humans are way too unique to shove them in any sort of box at all but what i do encourage you to do is have a little fun come to it with a child's mind like we've been talking about and see maybe what type you come out on a test keep in mind it probably isn't your type what you test as. These tests are very subjective. Um, 16personalities.com is an MBTI test, but it's actually a big five test. And then they like do this fancy thing where they spit out your MBTI or your assumed MBTI. Um, what, what we like to see are what people in the field, they call it a best fit 
type. And so a best fit type is basically when you have a broad understanding of the types and the functions and you sort of pick the one that you feel you most identify with. It's a lot less like Zodiac where it's like, you were born on this day and this is your chart and this is what you are. Um, so it, it, you basically say, I identify as this and, and X, Y, and Z. There's also a lot of confusion, I think, when people start to get into personality theory and they start to say, oh, um, my, I am an ISTJ and that means I'm an introvert and a judging type, which means uh, I hate people. <laughs> And I'm really, really rigid. That's not necessarily true. You need to look at the function stack of the person. So for example, if you're an INFJ, right, you think, oh, they're an introvert and they're really rigid as well. They have that J. That's what judging stands for. Perceiving and judging, just as you look at the letters, perceiving is uh, consider it the ability to not be planned and be more fluid and judging is more rigid and more structured and more planned. That doesn't necessarily mean that you use a judging function in the front or a perceiving function in the front if you have a JRP. The letters are sort of the title and that's what we use to say, oh, you're this type, but that doesn't, you're not like an I introvert F feeling, um, what was my example? Oh, I introvert and intuitive, you know what I mean? Like there's intuitives and sensors. We all use all things. And so my point here is like, don't just look at your title of your type and be like, this is what I am. You need to understand the functions to to really have a better understanding of the theory, to be able to develop the parts of yourself that are weak and that are strong and that you're naturally inclined to be. So when we take a personality test or we understand that you're either introverted or extroverted, we're not saying you either like people or you dislike people. You don't have to have an understanding of personality theory to, to... I suppose be accustomed to this idea of introversion and extroversion. When I talk about introversion and extroversion, I'm going to explain this more complete than than you might have an understanding of now. So most people's understanding, I'm coming to this conversation with the idea that most people's understanding of introversion and extroversion is either if I'm an introvert, I like to be uh, away from people. And as an extrovert, I like to be with people. This is not necessarily true, and that's why you hear a lot of people be like, oh, I'm an ambivert, which means I'm a little bit of both. Um, I'd like to sort of expand this idea. It is not that black and white. If you're an introvert, it, it means a few different things. So think of this first and foremost, introversion and extroversion, as an energy system. Extroverts gain energy from other people. When they're around other people or in crowded places, they get energy from those people. They feel good and energized and they will not get physically tired from that. They will get physically energized. Extroverts have their limit as well. This can then become draining at a certain point because we are all human beings. Introverts as an energy system, they need to be alone to recharge, alone. There is a small addendum to this. Introverts sometimes map people to their inner world and those people can help recharge them as well. We'll get back to introverted and interworlds later. I'm an introvert, so I have sort of insight into an an introverted uh, perspective. So I might accidentally have a bias that way. I will try my best not to. So if we're looking at introversion and extroversion and we're looking at energy systems, if you would like to use personality as I am describing and you want to understand yourself better, you might ask yourself questions like, 
when I'm in a, at a party with a lot of people, does that energize me? And for how long? Introverts will get energy from that for a certain amount of time, depending on their function stack, depending on if they have, for example, I have FE in my top two, that's extroverted feeling. That's an extroverted function second. That means that that party for a little bit is going to make me feel really good and I can turn it on and I can be on and I can step into being an extrovert. Most people meet me and they think I'm an extrovert. I'm not. I'm an introvert. Once I go home after that party, after say, I get tired of after about 30 minutes, my body physically, like I start yawning and I just, I can't do it anymore. Well, I, I shouldn't say I can't, I can, I just, I start to get actually physically tired. I yawn. My best friend will attest to this. I am sure she's an extrovert. Um, I can do it and it's fun for me. It's just, it makes me tired. Um, some introverts do not identify with this. It's not fun for them at all. It's overwhelming. It's anxiety, uh, ridden. It, it, it fills them with anxiety and they just can't do it. Um, it depends on sort of like I was saying, if we're talking through an MBTI lens, your function stack. I described myself. I'm not going to go deep into personality theory here. I know I've sort of already like danced around in the, in the waters of it. Sorry if it's confusing for you. If you want an episode on it, let me know. Um, I change my ideas about it and everything else that I learn all the time. So don't be surprised if my opinion now changes six months from now or a year from now. Um, I'm, I'm forever a student. That is for sure. So back to introversion, extroversion. Extroverts, the world exists to them externally. And extroverts might laugh at this like, no, duh. The world is out like you're living in the world. You're not in a simulation. That's that's sort of true for introverts, but but not really. Their reality exists inside. So whatever they find to be true inside of themselves is the truth to them, which I know can sound very subjective. This then we get into um, we can start getting into the waters of thinking and feeling functions and 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 thinking functions are very uh data related but my point here is that as an introvert your world exists inside of you you need to go inside to recharge and you feel best reflecting inside your inner world you think to yourself often you probably have a vivid maybe others call it an imagination it might not feel like an imagination if you're of a certain personality type for my own personality type, it does not feel like an imagination because my introverted function in the front is a thinking function. It's TI. So I have NI, which is intuition, which is introverted. And then I have FE, but that's extroverted. That's an extroverted function. So that's not in my inner scape so much. And then we go to TI. So my inner world is less airy-fairy and it's actually very data-ridden and it's it's a bit cold compared to my my outer expression and experience right so so but for most introverts or if if your introverted functions are are more of the feeling type or it feels like creative in there and it feels um like there's gumdrops growing on trees it's whatever you create that's your truth that's reality that's that's your inner world some people fill their inner world with findings from books but however however it's done for the introvert 
They exist inside that inner world at all times. That's why introverted children can sit and play by themselves. Or introverts as adults can sit in the corner of a room and just sit there. Because they're not, it's not so much what's going on externally. They don't need external sort of stimuli. The, the stimulation is, is internal. They can think a lot or dream a lot inside or, or, or feel a lot inside. Whatever they're choosing to do. Like an example of this is, is extroverts might do this and they do have an inner world. It's just not mapped the same and it's not reality the way that it is for an introvert. So an extrovert, the extroverted world, they're very stimulated and they're very much a part of, and they're very aware of the external world, the people in it, the things in it, their, their external environment. Some introverts might be completely oblivious to their external environment because they're so internal. I think that Sometimes if you look at the, the MBTI, if you look at function stacks, like there's a lot of judging types that are introverted that are often very externally messy. I think that's because internally they are trying to organize themselves really well and that they don't even notice their environment around them. We, get, we could walk down that road all day. It's more complex than that. But, but as we look at introversion and extroversion, if you're an extrovert, you're so in tune with your external world. It's reality, which I know it's real, okay? But, but that's where you exist. That's where you exist all the time. And I know this might sound crazy if you're an extrovert, but to an introvert, it's like less important, the external world. So an introvert might map some of their favorite external world things to their internal world. I think this can be seen in a lot of introverts as the video games that they play. They're mapping those video games as part of their internal world. Usually as an introvert, when you're sitting in the corner of a room or staring off into space, what are you doing? You're romping around in your inner world. Extroverts don't do that because they don't have a rich inner world that they like to play in. They like to play in the external world. So they're usually blah. That's why this idea can be sort of formed that like extroverts are more outgoing or they're more this, this, and that. They they present themselves as more present in the external world because that's their world. Introverts do that in the introverted, their inside world, which it can be difficult as an introvert to sort of explain this or even put your sort of mind in this place. Because if, if you're an introvert, there's a lot of introverts who are like, well, you know, I kind of like that or, or a lot of extroverts who have who have overlap and they're like, well, I like books. You know, I like video games. It's, it's more complex than that. Do you exist in an internal world more often or in an external world? And when you show up to the external world, is it, is it as you see it in your inside world or is it, are those two the same in parallel? Are they sort of in, in junction with each other or are they different? Because I think that as an introvert, it can start to be difficult to know thyself and understand where you fit in the world if you're so deeply sucked into your introverted world and i think this changes as we grow and as we learn but but are you guys sort of starting to see how this is not just i'm outgoing or i'm not a lot of people are like oh i'm an introvert like to read books no 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 you might actually be a really 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 depressed extrovert who was never allowed to extrovert who learned to do things in the external world that look introverted, right? But, but maybe they're not, maybe that's all you could do. So it's an introverted activity being exercised, being an extrovert. It's, it's a lot less to do with 
how big your personality is in a room full of other people and a lot more to do with knowing yourself, knowing what recharges you, knowing what your inner or outer landscape looks like and which one is more valuable to you. And I'm going to make the case that it's important to understand whether you're an introvert or an extrovert because if we look through the lens of relationship, right? Oftentimes introverts and extroverts get in relation with one another. And what will happen is the extrovert is like, come on, I really just want to go out to dinner. I want to go out to this place. Can we go do something? The introvert is like, oh my gosh, please no. Like I was at work all day. I just please let me sit at home, right? Like their ideas of feeling good and recharging are different. It doesn't mean that they don't see each other necessarily. What it means is that they're assuming their subjective experience is someone else's experience as well. So they're assuming the subjective experience is an objective experience. It's not. And so a lot of solutions lie in instead not assuming that your partner is like you or or unbeknownst to you assuming that your partner is like you, but asking them, oh, what does that do for you when you go out or when you stay in? How does that make you feel? Is there anything else that we can come like that can that we can both do that will make us feel that way is there a middle ground that we can meet it's important to understand yourself to know that if you're not able to give and your bucket is is on empty and you need to recharge with time alone wouldn't you be better served going alone for 20 or 30 minutes hopefully your partner can create space for that and then you can show up to your relationship as an introvert and then you know yourself as an extrovert you need you can't get all your extroversion from your partner so wouldn't it be better served to say okay i'm gonna go out for xyz time with this and this friend and i'll be back because i understand that that's not retarding for you and while i may might want to experience something with you i understand that maybe you're not in the place to experience that with me today maybe we can experience that together tomorrow right the the world is not full of always and nevers my partner, do not tell yourself this story. It will, it will not serve you. My partner never wants to do X, Y, Z with me. My partner always overlooks me. The world of always and nevers gets you stuck in a place that is not true, especially as an introvert. If you tell yourself these stories over and over and over again, guess what's getting mapped to your internal world? A big fat fiction. <laughs> and, and that becomes a world that you live in. There's this saying that resonates with me because I'm an introvert that says like the words that we speak or the words that we think are the house that we live in. As an introvert, that would make sense, right? It makes sense that that resonates with me. That might not resonate with some of you as extroverts because it's not, um, it's, it doesn't like resound in the halls of your internal world because you're like, oh, I just put it out in the external world and it goes away, right? It's not, it doesn't live inside of me. So, so do you see how knowing yourself is is vitally important in how you show up? I just gave the example of relationship. Hello? How about at work? Do you come home from work and literally want to go to bed? You might be an introvert. You might be. You might be an extrovert who's just reached their limit as well. But I say all this to say, if you come home from work and you're in a service job and you work with people all day long, and you get home and you want to collapse, you're probably an introvert. You probably need some time alone. Take a walk by yourself once an hour if, if you can for even five minutes. You would be astounded at how much this recharges you. Astounded. 
as an extrovert, if you are now post everything that's happened the past few years working from home, you're not in an environment with a bunch of people. You're not in a place that recharges you. Go to a coffee shop. Go talk to people. Call somebody. Call many somebodies. You're an extrovert. You need to fill that bucket with other like extroverted things. This doesn't mean you have to go to a party every day of your life. A lot of people get stuck on like the one activity that that refills them, right? It's like, oh, go to a club. It's like, well, no, like (laughs) that's not, you're just getting a big bullet dose of extroversion that feels excellent for you. So you want to rinse and repeat that to death or an introvert who's like, oh, locking myself in my room for a week. No, you know, a big bullet dose of introversion feels good. You feel recharged. This, it's like learning to sort of pick little bits at a time, right? Where can I pick up little cup fills, little teacup fills, little shot glass fills and pour them into my bucket that begin to refuel me if I'm an introvert or an extrovert? And ask yourself, like, do I need human connection right now? Do I need time to myself right now? Do I need to align and attune to myself? Do I need to align and attune to myself? And I do that through other people. Whatever that is for you, it's really important to know who you are to be able to step forward and know what you need so that you're not pushing those needs on other people and being let down when they can't fill your need. It's not their job. That's your job. It's your job to fill your needs and be responsible and know yourself. And it's their job to know themselves and fill their needs. And can you do that with each other sometimes, often? Of course, but it is not their job. And it's not your job to do that for other people. I think a lot of empaths go, it's my job to make that person feel better. And that's a subconscious desire. It's not your job. I'm telling you right now, it's not your job. You are your job. You make yourself feel better so you can come to others and and help from a place of, of fulfillment and knowing and alignment. That's what's important. That's how we make the world a better place. That's how we know ourselves. Is this making sense? So with that being said, let's get back to if you're an introvert or if you're an extrovert and let me sort of maybe untangle some of this MBTI uh, language I use. So I use the words like, you'll hear me uh, say a letter and then another letter. So F-E-T-I and whatever. F stands for feeling and then the I or the E at the end is an introverted or an extroverted function. So when we're looking at MBTI and you look at your function stack, if you're to take a test, just take the code that you are. So if it says ISFJ, just go into Google and type in ISFJ and then type in after that function stack. And then it'll explain to you each of the function functions and where they sit in the stack on the top or on the bottom sort of dictates how you pilot yourself through the world or so they say. Um, If you want to learn more about it, just let me know. But I think that the sort of fine nuances of this can be really interesting because as an introvert, if you have sort of feeling functions on the inside, but thinking functions on the outside, you might be warm and fuzzy on the inside and think that you're coming off that way. But on the outside, you're coming off like really stark and cold or, or the inverse of that, right? Like your insides are really calculated and cold and you're coming off warm and fuzzy. That might be a little bit more socially rewarding. So it might go unnoticed, but 
there's something to be said for what you believe yourself to be inside and how you actually push yourself on the outside as an introvert. Like I said, there you go, being introvert bias. Sorry. <laughs> um, that's what, that's just, I happen to have more information on it because I was so dang curious because I needed to understand myself and other introverts better. Um, introverts can also be sort of harder to get to know because they exist inside. So you're sort of asking them, whether you know it or not, uh, who are you in there? Who are you in there? Who are you in there? And they sort of have to reveal themselves little, little bits and pieces at a time. And introverts, um, extroverts do this too, but will sort of show you what they want you to see on the outside. Um, all people do this, but I think that maybe introverts might be more tended to do so. So that's my spiel on introversion and extroversion. I hope that you learned a bit more about both energy systems and how to better know yourself in order to show up in the world and for yourself to be able to fill your bucket and show up to your relationship, your friendships, your job in in a better way and, and maybe asking yourself at the end of the day if you don't feel good, like whether you're happy or sad or you, you feel tired or, or energized, sort of asking like what's working and what's not through this introversion and extroversion lens. What's giving me energy? What's taking it away? Are these mostly introverted things or extroverted things? How can I pepper in more of these things that are, are making me feel good and giving me energy? What are these things that are sucking energy away from me? And how do I sort of um, control <laughs> or mitigate that? Maybe I can, maybe I can't. Um, if you're in a service job as an introvert and your job is to deal with the public all day long, how can you sort of protect your inner world while you're in an external world? My answer to this for many years was to have a headphone in my ear and listen to something or escape internally as I was being subjected to an external world that was buzzing all around me. Was it the best answer? I don't know about that, but was it an answer? Yes. So I encourage you to know yourself better. And as always, be continue being beautiful humans. We'll see you on Thursday and have a beautiful today. Thank you so much for sharing space with me and opening your mind to my ideas that I share out of my mouth when sometimes who knows what's going to come out. Have a beautiful today and we'll catch you next time. Well, folks, that's the end. Thank you for joining me today. And I cannot thank you enough for being part of my community. If you'd like to join us on the Instagrams, you can find us at mindfulmove.co. Our website is www.mindfulmove.co. Thank you so much for being part of my life, taking time to listen, and being part of this community. I love you all so much. Have a beautiful and blessed today with love and light. Signing out.